Blog Talk Radio. On the wind, ancient voices and spirits sail. Every mark on this earth tells a tale. Every day that goes by without ever asking why you believe. Across the entire globe. Today is Monday, June 20th, 2022, and I am your host, Shishi O'Donnell, coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. I'm a life, love, and relationship coach, a divine lifestyle consultant, and certified angel therapy practitioner, and you're now listening to International Angels Network. We're a show that explores angels, healing, metaphysics, and other empowering topics, and we are a live call-in show. So give us a ring at 1-563-999-3542. That is 1-563-999-3542. You can also Skype into the show for free from anywhere around the world. You'll see a Skype icon on the Blog Talk website while we're live on the air. Make sure you press 1 on your phone keypad or Skype keypad if you'd like a free mini reading, and then you will be in the queue. So we have one more sleep. Well, in different parts of the world, I guess it's different times, but tomorrow in L.A., it's the summer solstice, the longest day of the year. And we have a very special guest with us today who is an expert on astrology. And um, our topic today is self-empowerment through astrology. About a month ago, I had a birthday reading that was gifted to to me by my dear friend Melissa um, from our special guest today. Her name is Monica. And um, I, I was kind of laughing because I've had so many people do my chart over the years and it really, I, it, I don't know what my thing is that, that the information just always seemed to bounce off my head. I, I remembered I was a Gemini, but that was about it. <laughs> I couldn't really absorb astrology or learning about it for some reason. Um, but when I had this reading with this woman, Monica, who's with us today, I really had my eyes open to a new level of the meaning of astrology and the way that she did my reading and did my chart was so clear and, and empowering. And, uh, you know, she, we did it over Zoom, so she visually showed me the different areas where my chart, the different moons and things that were going on. And explain, and I was just amazed at how many things were accurate, including like my first husband, the description of him, and the fact that my entire life changed at 31, which is when I moved from Chicago to LA. So uh, Monica is with us today. She's a passionate astrologer, teacher, and she's a longtime student of spiritual practices. She runs Guru Grit, which is a place for learning that aims to inspire and educate rather than propagate fear-based attitudes within spirituality. Energetic and curious, she reads as well as writes and teaches on many subject matters within the esoteric realm, and she also loves public speaking. So welcome to the show, Monica. Are you there? The best introduction I've ever had. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello. Hi. Yes, we can hear you now. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Oh, hi. I said thank you so much. That was the best introduction I've ever had. So thank you. I feel so special. <laughs> you are super special because you're the best astrology reader I've ever had. And I'm telling you, I've had at least 10 or 12 times my chart done. So how like – That is the highest accolade. <laughs> thank you. Well, if we can start with a little history of what got you turned on about astrology. How did you first get into it? I think like most young people, you're interested in something you don't 
you know, you find mysterious or don't know a lot about. And when I was 12, I remember looking at like a, you know, the daily free newspapers, horoscopes, and everybody was kind of talking about it around that age. And in the 90s, the occult seemed to be just everywhere, like Sabrina the Teenage Witch or whatever shows. And I became mm. fascinated with the lists for the signs. And I just committed them to memory and then the names. And then I got a book. And so for my 13th birthday, my sister got me my first couple of books on like the meaning of dreams and birthdays and all these things and I suppose just over time ever since then I realized in my you know early and mid-20s it's the only thing I've never gotten bored of you know like you outgrow so many things when you're very young but I found a way to just sort of integrate it so much in my own life that I never got rid of it so you know mid-20s decided to take some classes read some higher level books and then late 20s a bit more and then now it's just a full-on lifestyle and you will not no one can take it away from me so that's how I started and that's how I am here word of mouth people were like can you read for my friend can you this person wants to know if they'll be married and then I thought over COVID I thought um, I better like see if I post online and just have some fun and um, you know, people always say things like, I never thought it would happen, but I literally never thought it would happen that anybody would take an interest. And uh, it just sort of grew from there. So here I am offering my services to the world via the wonderful invention, the Internet. Yes, and isn't it cool how we have our natural things we're drawn to and then that, and that becomes like a service that we can share with the world. It's, and it's fun for us because it's what we naturally love to do. Because you were really fascinated 100%. by it, you would do it anyway, right? You probably started out doing free readings a long time ago, and then it just all of a sudden grew into you became an expert. Yes, and you have to. I think you have to read for free until you really understand how things work, and then you start charging after some time. But it's interesting you said to serve others. And actually, when I was about that age, I was with one of those books on my bedroom floor, and something said in my head, "Live to serve." I thought, but how and with what, you know, like, do I become a paramedic? Do I become a nurse like my mom? And then, you know, over two decades later, I realized this is probably it. And my current teacher actually said, you know, if people approach you and they ask you for this thing, like they single you out, it's a part of your dharma. You're meant to be doing it. So Mm -hmm. I love how things just sort of fall into place and make sense. The truer that we are to what we're here for and to our calling and what we can do for others, it just the road just unfolds. That's so beautiful. I'm so happy that you were able to find, a, you know, your your purpose or at least a big part of your purpose and be able to actualize it and do it. So congrats and giving you a high five. A lot of people are still looking for theirs. So if we could talk Thank a little you. about the solstice, the sun, you know, anything you have to share about your ideas of the, the solstice, how it's affecting us, what it means. Yes, of course. um, As you said, you know, soon to be for you, some places already is the summer solstice. So the solstice is um, from the Latin root, the sun, and to sit still. So it's where the sun appears to station for some time. As we know, in the winter, it appears to sit in the sky and the days get shorter, you know, and then they start to get longer. So the importance of the sun and of this day, the way to view it when I teach, I say it really helps to think of the planets as people because then you have archetypes in your mind and you can relate it to life. And the sun, you know, people always say, what's your, what's your star sign? Or, you know, but truly only one sign has a star sign, and that's Leo's. They're like astrological royalty and because the sun is a star. So the archetype of the sun is like king or patriarch or like a father. So in this sense, if the, it's a summer solstice, let's consider then how we can integrate our own sovereignty you know how do we want the rest of the year to look for us and go for us and the sun is gregarious it's warm generous it's a very fair planet it rises and sets on us all it never asks if you're healthy or sick rich or poor it just it serves right we were talking about service the king is in service of the people and so by that logic i would i would suggest you know hey for the solstice ask yourself what do you want your life to look like you know, whatever many years from now or months from now, and how are you going to take control of your life? You're, you're going to govern yourself, govern your life. That's the power of the king. It, be unique. Invite unique experiences and people into your life. This is the power of the sun because only the king, you know, on a whim, historically, could order to be off with one's head, but could also pardon you. You can have a, you know, royal pardon. So 
what are you going to forgive yourself on and let go? And what are you going to say, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to succeed. I don't know how and I don't care, but I'm going to be really determined on this thing. And because it's the divine spark, it's also has a lot to do with our morals, you know, our community. So are you serving the people around you? Are you good to your neighbors? You know, what do you believe? Do those beliefs serve you? And if they don't and you'd like to be rid of them, then I'm very glad that you're listening to Shishi and you're here tonight because I'm sure you'll help people with that. So that's the beauty and the power of a day like today. Ooh, I've never heard of the sun personified quite that way, the archetype, the king. I have heard it's like the divine masculine, you know, that's always giving and generous, and the, the moon is the divine feminine. But I love this idea of, you said you think of the planets like people. Can you give an example of what some of the other planets, what their archetype or per, per personality is? Or Yes, yes. A moon is mother. Sun is usually, let's say, father, government, you know, like external authority. Moon is the mother and very receptive, you know, very intuitive, has lots to do with our intelligence. Mercury would be, so, so it's king, queen, Mercury is the prince. And this is also friends and siblings. Then Venus is one romantic partner, wife. Okay, so if you're a man or a woman married to a woman or interested in marrying a woman, this is what you would look to, and other women in general. Mm. Then Mars, adversaries, and uh, Mars is also uniformed professions, you know, uh, like paramedics, police officers, firefighters, physicians, and litigators, but it's also people who work with metals like barbers and chefs. Jupiter is our teachers, so maybe our spiritual leaders, maybe people we uh, look up to, like, you know, maybe sometimes can be like um, uh, idols, like celebrities, people who are larger than life because he's the largest mass in the solar system, but generally Mm. spiritual figures or leaders. And then Saturn is also a teacher, and it's also authority, but it's very heavy. You know, Saturn is, um, the personification of Saturn is the lord of time, the lord of karma and he is an outcast so he's generally a loner and so people who are outsiders are you know very saturnian so um we have something to learn from all of them and they're all here to help us if we're willing to work with them that's the way that i see it so you know it takes like a community or takes a village to influence you make you who you are and though as much as we'd love to always be surrounded by people whose company we enjoy it's the people that we don't enjoy that also make us who we are so it's nice to appreciate all the planets in this sense and all their archetypes i love that all the planets are our friends they all have different personalities and they all have kind of pros and cons like i like that you know i've always heard mars is the planet of war but it's also the planet of you know what did you say, uniformed officers and uniforms, which is sort of like the establishment in a way. Um, So I did hear that there was a rare planetary alignment the other day on June 17th, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn in the pre-dawn sky. I didn't actually see it. I I always, you know, pre-dawn is a little early for me. (laughs) <laughs> but um, I know there's some people who are really into that and actually set their alarm and go do it. But um, I, there have been quite a few kind of really amazing alignments when they're all in a straight line. And um, I do feel this great shift is happening, you know, and I'm always talking about the birth of the new earth, which is, you know, this, the old, the old ways are kind of dying. The things that weren't working like the greed and corruption and, you know, the, all the the structures that were in place that were just to benefit a few versus a world that works for everyone. So I believe we're birthing this new earth. It's a little messy as things fall apart and we're rebuilding things newly. And we're all focusing on how do we anchor the energy of heaven on earth? How How do we create a world that honors our creativity where people are rewarded for their natural creative gifts, where people feel free? where people feel connected to each other and not separate, where people feel abundant. And that's the world we are all stepping into and creating as we keep, you know, being the peace that we want to see in the world where we work on our own stuff and our shadow stuff and come back to our heart and inner peace, the peace that passes understanding, and that ripples out and helps everyone. Because some people are not um, aware of all that, and they really are, like, terrified if they're watching the news, like, oh, the financial system's going to collapse, it's a huge recession, 
there's a food shortage, all these wars and rumors of wars and issues, you know, we can stay centered in the eye of the hurricane no matter what is happening. So back to astrology and how we can, yeah, how we can empower ourselves through that. What do you feel astrology is useful for? Oh, everything. So as you mentioned, the changing of the dynamics on our planet, there was a powerful conjunction in late 2020, December 21st, between Jupiter and Saturn. And as we were just mentioning the archetypes, you know, Jupiter is like fancy. (laughs) He rules abundance. And in a sense, he could be perceived as like what we would refer to as the 1%. And people like us are Saturn people. We deliver milk and drive children to school, you know. We are checking people out at grocery stores and that because they're both slow moving planets Saturn is certainly quite slow you know it will show over time that the people I suppose will prevail because there's a concept in Vedic astrology called a planetary war and Saturn was the winner of that so it will take some time but you said to live in the moment and to you know no matter where you are in the eye of the storm you'll be fine Astrology can be used for absolutely anything. There's financial astrology, medical, you know, I specialize in like relationships, kind of almost like matchmaking in a, in a sense, but I started out looking into human potential. So you could use it for anything, but let's say we are now in times of great change. And if you'd like to know what would bring you joy, you know, that's a really good question to ask. Like, hey, should I be doing this or should I be doing that? And... Um, You can even get like an electional chart. Some people do them, you know, and it will tell you when to do the thing you want to do to increase your uh, results to make sure that they go well for you. So astrology can truly be used for anything. I mean, uh, when I I was telling you earlier, I booked a flight to go to Las Vegas next month. And the only reason I booked the tickets I booked, though they don't really make sense, like logical sense when you look at them, is because I cast charts to pick the best possible (laughs) flight time to ensure that I have a smooth trip you know people will go to astrologers in some cultures to make sure they're married on an auspicious day so even if you're sinistry let's like average if you marriage in a, if you marry on a very good day you'll ensure a happier than average marriage um you know of course financial astrology is very popular these days there's a whole you know subculture of like crypto and finance bros getting into getting into the occult trying to increase their chances of uh, financial well-being but honestly for me personally, it's a tool. A tool is useless if you don't use it. But a tool can be misused as well. So if you choose to learn about yourself and you are sincere, you will experience results. That's just the way that it is. And all you can hope for when you get a reading is that you have an honest messenger. That's the only way you know, you will hopefully get to where you want to be. And also as someone who's an expert communicator and an expert, I mean, you do your readings in a way that includes your intuition. That's why it really resonated with me instead of just like this is in this house and that's this. The way you do it really, I think you do have your, you're just tuning into the person. That's what I felt. And it's interesting that in the Bible it talks about, you know, all the kings and all the world leaders, they all had astrologers that they asked for advice. And I used to think it was kind of limiting to believe in astrology and like, well, I'm a, you know, divine being and I'm limitless and I don't have to have any of these rules or things that, you know, are just because I'm a Gemini, I'm going to be this way or just because my chart says that, that I'm limited. But in my reading, it's, it's kind of a funny question about predestination because I was shocked to see, like, I thought I had so much free will choice along the way, but really, this was in my chart from the beginning. Some of the choices I made that I thought were my brilliant choice were actually predestined, it seems, you know, in looking at it, even like down to my current boyfriend's personality type and the timing of meeting him, too. I was just like, wow. So what do you think about mm. astrology as a predestiny versus free will choice? Do you have any thoughts on that? I would have. I do. I have a lot of thoughts because I'm not a fatalistic person. I'm all about, I believe, you know, in the teachings of Abraham Hicks and all these amazing people. Like Neville Goddard is one of my best, you know, teachers. Of course, we don't know him because he's no longer with us on this realm, but he was a practicing astrologer. And when he realized that he could create his own reality, he never touched another book. He refused to look at another chart. So the power of the human mind is never to be underestimated. What I would say is if you're starting to learn, and you come upon a teacher that tells you you have no choice in this life, I would run. 
Okay, I would get some of the money back and leave because that isn't true. That isn't true. There is free will. So there's a very famous um, teacher and astrologer by the name of Ernst Wilhelm, and in one of his videos he said, let's take for the example that things like your hair color, your height, those are your parents, okay, those will be in the chart. And 30% is your free will. Now, if 70% of all of that's in there is going to happen to you, you can still choose how you react. You can still do things impulsively. That's why it's very difficult to predict impulse marriage. You know, sometimes people meet somebody and marry three weeks later, and they never really thought that they would, you know. So how are you – if that person doesn't know, how am I supposed to know what's going to happen? But ultimately, the moral of the story is that 30% can overpower the other 70 because though the planets are very powerful, their maker – still above them okay they're the maker that made them made you and i so a piece of that is in us so you know and i i'm um a mercury ruled sign like yourself and people go freaking out during mercury retrograde and i jokingly always say like i'm not gonna let the tiniest little shiftiest planet in the solar system bully me into having my phone break down or something i'm just like no 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 no. this isn't happening you're it's like your landlord giving you a hard time you're like well i'm just going to complain to the board and they like back off so i'm like listen you behave yourself i do your i do your bidding all year round so you can always you know choose to be playful choose not to be so so not to be a victim of your of your sign kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, like oh, or, you know, or by the planet. a lot of people who are the planet. Yes, because that right. mentality is really clever. It's very versatile. People are like, "Well, I knew it. There was always a reason that these people keep walking out on me." You know, and it's like you're the you're the common denominator. At some point you have to say, "Hold on, I'm tired of this happening. I want to change track." So what you would do is you can go to an astrologer. Of course, they can explain your past, but then they'll say, hey, this is four or five good windows of time to go out there and try again and meet someone you want to marry. But you've got, you have to be the one to, you know, you still have to dress nice or hopefully put your best foot forward, be in, be in you know, of a good state of mind, have that good attitude. Because at the end of the day, no matter how good the astrologer is or the psychic or the Reiki healer, you're still the one that decides you know, if you're going to choose to have a nice time, choose to succeed. They, I can't go out there and date for you. I promise I, I would if I could. I'd make everybody happy, but I can't. <laughs> I can only live for me. You can only live for you. So this is like the limit of our work. But words don't teach. Acts, actions do. So I, I hope that, you know, whenever someone goes to someone for advice, A, they get very good advice, but B, they apply it. So this is where your free will comes in. Because you can go to an astrologer mm-hmm. that tells you, buy a ticket on this day, you're going to win $10 million. And on the day of... Maybe there's a long line and you just decide to go get an ice cream and sit by the beach. You know, that's <laughs> that's your choice. We all have you choices. You just lost $10 million. Yeah. There so you go. Do people call you, but it was your uh, choice. Do people, right. Do people get readings like whenever they, you know, some people really, every single big decision, they, they want to know astro- astrologically if it's a good time. Do Do you have people who are like really, really just often calling you? Or is it more of a special... Say, like I got a birthday reading usually yes I would say that's very common people are okay so if they come to me themselves they're usually not where they want to be in life and they're like this isn't working I want to know like what's up what's the haps and the other really common one is people will gift them so they'll say hey like I got a reading from you last year and I'm getting one for my sister and then in terms of bigger life decisions that's usually people I've found like Midlife and older, people who are trying to, you know, shift some property, they're trying to open a business or close a deal or, you know, see if they should send their kid to boarding school or something, and they've got, they just want to narrow down good windows of time to see if they'll be able to retire happily or enjoy some kind of business transaction. So it's a very wide scope, you know. Um, I've had people just say, I was asked on a coffee date, should I go? Just they didn't tell me anything about that person. I didn't have that person's chart. They just said, yes or no, <laughs> tell me, should I, should I go for it? And you cast a horror <laughs> chart and just tell them, yeah. <laughs> wow. So would you be willing, if some of our listeners gave you their birthday, time, and place, to cast a little, do a little mini astrology reading for people? Or what do you call that, casting a chart for people who it call today? It would be my good pleasure. 
so wonderful. So we usually people get little mini angel readings, and I can always give a two, little bit of two cents, but it's such a special treat to have Monica with us today. If you'd like a um, your chart cast and a brief little mini astrology reading, feel free to call us and get in the queue. Um, what are the types of readings? I was really lucky because my friend Melissa is super generous. She got me an hour Zoom, um, you know, so I could see visually what we were doing, a Zoom reading, and you were kind enough to do my solar return reading, which was very fascinating as well, which is the birthday reading aspect, right, about the timing of the birthday. Mm-hmm. What are your types of readings that you offer? Okay, so I offer like a half an hour reading. You can ask about like up to three topics, and then the one hour is like five topics. And those I, you can have them pre-recorded, or we can do them live on Zoom, and I'm happy to record those as a courtesy as well. And then, um, I mean, of course, solar return, but usually if the person gets like the half hour or the full hour, depending on what they ask, I would cast those um, just to, especially if it's around their birthday, because most people get them around their birthdays, and that's just like my present to you. So Solar Return is another mm-hmm. one. And then, of course, Sinistry. Though it's not listed right now, people can email if you're in the know, and then I'm happy to cast two charts. So you get the chart of um, you and yourself or your intended or your current partner. And it just helps explain how the energy flows between you you know, what to work on, what's great, what it looks like. And then um, currently I also have just a single question. It's a really affordable, just like one topic. If you're like, hey, just tell me, should I take this trip? Or tell me, how should I change careers or something like that? So, yeah, just a mishmash of stuff. So what is the best way to get in touch with you if someone wants to book a reading? So um, I have a big cartel that's like the – what I use right now for my reading. So mm-hmm. look up Guru Grit on Big Cartel. You can also look at uh, my Etsy shop under Guru Grit as well. I've taken my readings down from there, but you can read reviews and look through my – I have a lot of metaphysical books since I was a teenager. I'm trying to move, so I need to get rid of them. So I'm selling my vintage metaphysical books. And please email me freely, gurugritinfo at gmail.com. If you don't see something that you'd like, feel free to just ask me if I can accommodate that or make a custom reading, and I'd be happy to have correspondence with anyone interested. Beautiful. So that is guru, G-U-R-U-G-R-I-T, info, I-N-F-O, at gmail.com. That's the best way to read. And then the yes, website thank is you so guru, much. Yeah. Guru, gurugrit.bigcartel.com. If they go to that website, they can see the different yes. readings. So awesome. Yes, that's so, right. Um, we're, we're going to um, take some calls soon. So we'll just do a little information about the network. Listen to International Angels Network where we explore everything metaphysical, spiritual, mystical, and much more. We also take your calls live on the air. If you're not able to join us live, you can catch the archived podcasts on Blog Talk Radio, Spotify, Player FM, CastBox Radio Public, Podcaster, Podbean, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, MyTuner Radio, iHeartRadio. You can also listen on Amazon Alexa, Apple TV, Roku TV, and other smart TV devices. And you can also find us on YouTube Live. Please go to YouTube, search International Angels Network, and make sure to subscribe and click the bell icon to get notifications. For every 100th subscriber, you'll be entered into a drawing for free gifts. So give us a ring at 1-563-999-3542 and make sure that you press 1 on your phone keypad or your Skype keypad if you would like to speak with me or call in with specific questions for either Monica or I. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. I'm Shishi O'Donnell. I love to empower people through my one-on-one divine life coaching, and I also love helping people connect with their angels and their guides and to get peace of mind through my readings. For info on my readings, events, and coaching packages, please visit my website, which is liveadivinelife.com. That's liveadivinelife.com. Or you can follow or friend me on social media. I am Shishi O'Donnell on Facebook, or, which is S-H-E hyphen, capital S-H-E, 
or you can find me as Angel Shishi, S-H-E-S-H-E, on Instagram, Angel Shishi. And if you appreciate my work here and would like to support through a love donation, you can do so at internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash shishi. You can also join Monica's Patreon. If you go to Patreon, you can search Guru Grit and make a donation if you appreciate the free readings that you get today. So we're now at the midway point of our show. We'll be taking calls for questions right now. So give us a ring at 563-999-3542. So let's see who is in the queue. Well, this is so fun, Monica. I'm so happy that you are here. And I love all the, um, I love your perspective on things. I think it's so interesting and empowering. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. I feel honored. Thank you for having me. Awesome. All right, we have Stacy from Florida. Stacy, are you there? Yes. Hi, ladies. Thank you for so much for taking my call. Yes, you're and so I wonder, welcome. Yeah, I wonder if you see any romance coming, love, summer, you know, anything, dating, those Okay, uh, I can take a card on that topic. And if you want to give Monica your birth date, place, and time, she can start to do a, a quick, cast a quick chart for you. Would you like that? Or you just want information on romance? Yes, either, yes. So when's your birth date and time and birthplace? Uh, December 26, 618 in the morning. Sorry, did you say 615? No, 618 in the morning. 618, what year? 1967. 1967? Yes. Okay. Okay, well, Monica, keep looking at that. Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Where were you born, Stacey? Oh, Oceanside, New York, but I live in Florida, Delray Beach. Okay. Oceanside, New York. Have you ever had your chart done before, Stacey? Um, I, like, my mom did, like, many... Many moons ago, she had a chart done, but this was like, oh gosh, because she's psychic herself, but she can't do, you know, her own daughter, you know. Right. You had it a while. You had it a while ago. Okay. Regarding the romance question, I got two cards for you. The first one is manifestation, and the second one is friendship and union. So what that tells me is you're going to draw this romance in through envisioning it, you know, picturing, feeling your this arms of your love around you, feeling what does it feel like to be loved, what does it feel, practicing what does it feel like to be adored. You're going to draw this partner in, and it will start as a friendship. So be open to, you know, all kinds of dating, including just friendships, enjoying life together. But I would get out there, and now that things seem to be opening up in the world, um, I don't know if they – yeah, they are in Florida, right? So I would just start going to events, being open to new friendships, both men and women, and see where that leads. But I do have a good feeling that you will be able to manifest a partner. How about oh, you, uh, Monica? What? Yes, please. I was going to say absolute yes. So interesting for Stacy, her Venus, which is, you know, the planet of our ability to attract a partner, is at 22 degrees of Scorpio. And May 16th, there was a total lunar eclipse in Scorpio at 25 degrees, so within a three-degree orb. So this is massive manifestation power. And so usually for eclipses, you would get a three- to six-month windows. So now that we're coming out of that intense energy, things should begin taking shape for you. A couple of things that I would add is to pick people who are really, I mean, pick, of course you would, but keep an eye on people who are above board and very serious because the house that rules romance for her has a lot of intense energy and you want to avoid people who would court scandal or just not, you know, 
do things properly. So there's also a lot to do with her attracting a partner, needing to prioritize things like values. So, um, you know, maybe listing things that to some people may not seem like fun, but they're necessary. Like, hey, do you want good company? Someone who asks you how your lunch was every day, texts you when you're at work, and things of that nature. And so speaking of work, it's uh, looking like it is possible to meet someone through the means which you make money. So I don't know if you work from home, you might you know, do something on the computer, or if you go into work, maybe like on the way, but there's something to do with the way that you earn your living. Um, they could come through you through that. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Does that help? Oh. Amazing, and that's good news, right? She got manifestation yeah, like, too, and I got it. It's yeah, good. I'm, I'm born, you know, like December 26th. That's like Capricorn. What sign do you think is good for me? I would honestly, I would say another Capricorn is always nice. Obviously, uh, similar sun signs are always quite favorable. I wouldn't. Um, I'll tell you, okay, Virgo would be good, <clears throat> potentially a uh, potentially another Scorpio because you have Moon and Venus there, so the sun would illuminate that, especially if they're foreign or you both enjoy travel or you're both um, deeply interested in, like, seeing the world. I would also say a Pisces would be quite nice and, um, you know, maybe like, an, like a Leo, the suggestion quite a bit. It would be like a fun combination, like friends and people who like to laugh and keep your company. Yeah, because I like a guy that's like funny, like makes me laugh, but not sarcastic, you know, like, you right. know, mean, you know. And it's yeah. weird, I was, supposed, I was supposed to be born a Sagittarius, but I was born a few days late. <laughs> Must have been meant to be. But you were born for, you know what? I'm going traveling to visit my darling aunt, and her birthday is December 26th. So as soon as it was the first caller and you said your birthday, I just had a really good feeling about you. So thank you so much for being with us. Uh, Thanks for calling, Stacey. Much love and many blessings on your adventures. And I'm sure you're going to please give us a call back when you meet your love. We'd love to hear more. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure enlightening me. And, Oh gosh, and, you know, I feel good. So and good well, now, you know. Thank you, love. And right. I have, have a to great say one last thing. Sure. For um, sorry, too. if I can just add last thing for Stacy, she's still listening. The eclipse happened in yeah. her twelfth house, which actually rules our dreams and our sleep. So you could be poetic and say it's your dream lover is coming into your world, and the reason is the twelfth because it is the last house, is the place where our greatest wish is fulfilled before we incarnate onto something else so the longer you wait the better in this case so i'm truly going to bed tonight dreaming that stacy will get everything she desires oh okay i will too then we're we're, we're rooting for you stacy <laughs> have a great night yes, go stacy go go stacy go we have brandy from colorado on the line are you there brandy yes hi thanks for taking my call Hi. Would you like a Hi. your chart cast? Yes. Um, okay. What's your birth date, time, and place? Um, it's two fifteen nineteen seventy one. I believe it's six oh one p.m. in Manhasset, New York. And that's February the sixteenth. Fifteenth. February fifteenth. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Okay. While she's been finalizing okay. that, I got a, I got a card. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Um, okay. Go ahead, Monica. Okay. What's um? What, do you have a question, or would you just like me to tell you about you? Um. Well, I'm. My question, I guess, is I'm finishing. I'm a nanny right now, and I'm finishing my time with this family in August and I just want to know do you see me getting something else afterwards I mean oh, work okay. yes or if you see something else that you think is more important then let me know that too or instead whatever you want just it's funny I think did you say you were a nanny yeah 
Yes. Okay. So the first thing I noticed was uh, Brandy has a collection of things in her sixth house of service. So to live to serve should be like her motto, to be of service to others. This is actually very wonderful. And um, basically what it's also showing is one thing that could go well for you is to work across, uh, away from your birthplace and to consider like organizations or institutions or something like that, like universities or daycares, I don't know what, but um, something to that effect. And so in terms of what's coming in, oh, okay, I'm not sure if you're interested in traveling, but something where you'd have to maybe move to do the work, that would be a good shout. You've well, got some I'm energy not, pushing I'm for that. I'm not in New York anymore. I'm not in New York anymore. Okay. I live in Colorado. Oh, okay. That. Oh, right. You did mention Colorado. Did okay. Anyway, the, the ruler, the ruler of your career house is traveling over it at the moment, and so is the sun for another few more hours. So you definitely have some time. Following that, you know, I have to say also, anybody listening who's a Virgo ascendant like Brandy, the second half of this year is stellar compared to the first. So every day that we clock through June, you're kind of getting closer to the finish line of what you want. So to answer your question, yes, I would say closer to the first of August is very favorable for you. So something should come in then. Now, um, for Virgo Risings in particular, you have a second wind towards the end of the year in early October as well. So whichever those kind of lands first is fine, but there's no question in my mind something you wish for should definitely happen. And so I'm not going to bore you with the details, but the rest of the summer is really, really looking amazing um, for you actually manifesting something. Once even Mercury moves out of your 10th house, Venus goes in there, which can bring opportunity. It can come from a woman. A woman can suggest or refer you, hire you, work with women. All those things are possible. And just generally speaking, Virgos are on a bit of a like a lucky streak it seems uh, for the later part of 2022 so I wouldn't overlook um, money coming to you in maybe unorthodox means I don't know somebody gifts you something or you see something valuable at an estate sale actually you know what uh, all Virgo ascendants could kind of turn trash into treasure <laughs> for until until late October so don't rule out uh, means of income, but something should definitely be coming in. And I also want to say, when it does come, it, w- it could be like a longer contract because Saturn is there. So it could be something that stays for quite a while. Great. That would be amazing. <laughs> yes, and I pulled a couple cards for you too, Brandy. One is intuition and download. So you're going to do you, know, be, you do well to meditate, be quiet, to get you know, your intuition guiding you. And then the second card I got is blessings and abundance. So I do agree with everything Brand, uh, that uh, Monica said about all the money coming your way. And it is going, and I'm seeing also August, September as when you're going to shift into a, a perfect, that's what great with the, abundance. The family, yes. That's so perfect. Thank you. That makes sure. Congrats. It was great to talk to you. Have a wonderful evening. And we have the founder of thank you. We have the founder of International Angels Network, Claudia Ibarra, on the line, and she would love a reading. So her uh, birth date is twelve, December eighth, nineteen eighty two, and her birthplace is Kent, Washington, and seven fifty p.m. So that's December eighth, nineteen eighty two. Kent, Washington, 7.50 p.m. Okay. Here we go. 7.55, oh, yes? 7.50 p.m. And also, yeah, and December 8th is my dear friend's birthday, so that's actually quite interesting. We're having too many synchronicities. I'm having fun. Okay, Claudia, <laughs> I know, my general be- question my for... My bestie's birthday is December 10th. Yes, I love the Sagittarius. That's my <gasps> sister's birthday. <sighs> Incredible. Yeah. Do you have a question, Claudia, for an area of focus? Um, just general, um, you know, like um, like business-wise regarding to, because I'm working with my brother as well, and regarding to, because um, I'm working on his website doing um, academy for him for his scalp micropigmentation, and 
you know, the classes on that, and then he wants to do his products and stuff. So that was mostly on that. I know my angels could tell me about, you know, talk about love, love, you know, but I just don't have time for that. <laughs> I don't have Aww. time for the okay. department at the moment. Well, I think we're the we angels time for don't both. want to talk. <laughs> it's okay. I can talk enough for the both of us. So um, <laughs> interesting for you. First thing, you mentioned tech, and this is so funny. So Claudia has Mars with the south node in a public house, and it's a house that indicates trade, and Mars is exalted in the sign of Capricorn. So generally speaking, you know, she's, you see this in women who do really well in life. They're very good at dictating to others. They're very good at telling others what to do. And Mars with the nodes gives good ability for technical things, even like tattoos, you know, so people who just generally do well. And seventh is business partners, business partnerships. And you need Mars there because it makes you a competitor. So she has a really good chart for like a fighter, you know, someone who can pave their own way, which is phenomenal. So in terms of timing, it's you asked it at the perfect question because Jupiter, the planet of abundance, and Mars, as I mentioned, ruled like litigators, competitors, will, energy, is transiting your 10th house of career. So you have a huge boost, and this combination makes a person enthusiastic, you know. So um, interestingly enough, the sun is about to go over your first house of the south. So this can make you popular. This can raise your status. So business-wise, all these transits are extremely favorable. They're very, very good. Actually, even the moon will join them in the 10th house, uh, probably while you sleep tonight, it will clock in there. So you have a lot of good things going on for business. So I really do not, um, I don't worry at all. And actually, speaking of the eclipse, you have your natal Jupiter at 26 degrees of Scorpio, and that eclipse I mentioned was in 25. So something to do with your abundance. If you want to teach how you do the things you do, make a course of it, or, you know, if you become successful, you share that wealth, um, that will all be amazing. And it's also something you can benefit people who come to learn from you, children. And it's interesting because you said, I don't know if I want to talk about love, but that planet is in the house that's represented by romance. So, and it's actually joined by your seventh ruler. So it's a very interesting thing that you had that eclipse there. And it's on an axis of speculative wealth and discernment. The fifth is where we decide what's good for us and what isn't. And interestingly for you, because you nearly have Scorpio there, Scorpio is the I suppose it's like the sign where you purge. It's the alchemist. So if you're wanting to succeed in a speculative venture plus romance, we can kill two birds with one stone here, you would ask yourself, what serves me, what doesn't? Okay, more of this. More is the mantra of the universe. Like Neville Goddard says, imagine better than the best you know how. So you're the only thing holding yourself back. So ask quite big. And just like I told Stacy, your first caller, you will surely have a fifth house manifestation because of this eclipse. So money and Jupiter actually specifically for women or men looking to marry men rules the husband. So three to six months, something could seriously trickle, something you're very serious about could definitely come in. And then in terms of the business, <clears throat> that's also interesting because you have uh, Venus and the North Node in the opposite house, which has kind of a lot to do with colleagues, uh, accolades, awards, you know, referrals. It's a house of gains where we just kind of like get things. Um, and networking, so like the internet is very favorable avenue, and the North Node is there for, you know, there's transit is like 18 months. So the first thing I'll mention is back to love very quickly. If the South Node is going through your like fifth house, you might attract someone that you feel you've known them before, like you know them from a past life. It's past life karma. And in terms of this venture, it just could come really easily to you because you've mastered networking people. You've mastered or organizing groups of people. So you just kind of know what to do when, when, it start, when the work starts to come in. <clears throat> so those things look very, very nice for you. So I don't uh, – actually, very straightforward, very easy. <laughs> the one thing I will yeah. mention about your chart, <clears throat> just like – sorry, go ahead. I was like, everything's been coming very synchronicity when I'm, like, on the path. I see repeated numbers a lot, like 111. Um, three, three, three. I used to see five, five, five a lot, which I know that's changed that is coming. Um, I've been seeing three, three, three a lot because there's a new um, guy that's coming to me to help me with with this venture. So um, mm. I know about that. And I did had a reading done with the um, like love in my life that about eight months or six months or so. 
but okay. I just feel that I need to focus on more of a career type of business, and I need to focus on a relationship right now because I'm happy where I'm at. So it's not something mm-hmm. that I, okay. you know, <laughs> I'm I'm a go. I'm mm-hmm. not your number one focus. Yeah, no, it's not my one focus. I I really don't care. <laughs> but I focus. It's okay. On I'll my, tell you too. My family and taking care of my family, like my parents, because I take both care of them. So I'm their caregiver, and then working with my brother doing that. And then I have some side jobs that I do. I have like a cricket business, and I make uh, wax melts that I sell on the side. So I'm always I'm a entrepreneur that just comes in my family. That's who we are. Um, but I'm a caregiver as well. So. So I want to mention three things quickly. One, so your chart and one of the previous callers, you have such a combination of planets. If you see a lot of planets, you know, in the sixth house, it's usually a person that has delayed results. So they get what they want, but they work for it, and they kind of like savor it. You know, it's it's known as a slow increasing house. It's called Upachaya House in Vedic astrology. So you certainly will get what you want. It will just seem it seems to take time, but that's okay. So that will definitely come in terms of work. You mentioned being a caregiver for your parents, and the parents are in the second house. Your second house ruler goes in the sixth. That's a person that serves that. Okay, so they are like duty bound and they, they're happy to do it so it's like the house it's on the axis of like charity alms giving it's very very wonderful people like this bring healing to the world and then the third thing i want to mention is when this man shows up i will tell you one thing with great certainty he is a man of stature he will be very tall he'll be a tall person mm. that's a good insight I know you're not looking, Claudia, but you'll know when you see him because he'll be tall. <laughs> yeah, well, I've been telling yeah. you for years that I'll be looking. It's going to be networking. We're going to end up being friends, but I will have no idea it's him, but I'll feel like this connection with this person, but only be like mm. friends, and then I'll end up being um, a soul tie between each other. I already know, but yeah. I'm not ready for it yet. Mm. <laughs> I'm just no. not ready. Well, no. It, It'll be in divine timing. The cards I pulled for you yeah. are transformation and honesty and communication. So I feel like you are going to transform to your next level of empowerment. And the honesty is important because you tend to err on the side of being sweet and polite sometimes, but you really have to stand up for yourself and speak your truth and set loving boundaries as well as communication is paramount with your success, creating strategic alliances, and also the internet communication that you are an expert at already is going to result in your success. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. My pleasure. And anybody listening that's a Leo or Cancer ascendant, general rule of thumb, general, I said, is it's much better to wait over 30, over 35, because even though you can marry younger, contentment in marriage is not guaranteed so when saturn signs occupy the seventh house generally for the person to be happily married they tend to wait quite a while and then they like hit gold you know so that's probably if anyone else is wondering that's probably why so it's okay that means it is all in divine timing nothing's actually gone wrong it's right on track right right on time great insights thank you monica and thank you claudia so we're going to take another caller before we finish Brittany. If you're here, Brittany from Georgia. Are you there, Brittany? Yes, hi. Hi, how are you, love? Hi. I'm well. Um, I will give you my birthday. It's 12 9 Look at all the 12s we have 1980? here. 1980? Everyone was in December. 88. 12, okay, 9, December 88. 9th, 1980? 88. 88. Okay, got it. Time? And we're at 1.49 p.m. All right, and place of birth, please? Um, In New Jersey, Essex County. Okay, thank you. So December 9th. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, she's thank you so much. Together. Are you ready? Or should I just read a card? Yes. Go for it. All right. So, Brittany, I did get one card for you, which is surrender. It's sort of hard when we want to control things, but the best way is to surrender to 
the will of your higher self, right? So you're not going to be attached to, you know, if only I had this, then I'd be truly happy. You're going to start floating down the river of life and uh, going with the flow is the thing. And I also got ask and receive. So it's like angels help me live the highest version of my life. What is the highest outcome and what is for my highest good? And and you be open to the answers that you get and you surrender to that. That's what I get for you. Did you have a certain area that you wanted uh, the reading to focus on that Monica can look into your chart? Yes. Or question? Um, bus- business and career. And if you see love, that would be cute. <laughs> <laughs> of course, okay. I thought just in case he asked about love, I was just going to throw in, I don't know what you're going to say, but on the, just on the back of what she, she said, I was going to say you're going through some kind of financial renaissance. And even if it looks like everything's gone wrong and all hell has broken loose, or if it does, you're still kind of on the right path. It's sort of meant to happen. And the reason is, I keep mentioning this eclipse. Everyone keeps calling in with prominent Scorpio placements. But it was on a financial axis for Brittany and opposite that, very close closely aspecting is Jupiter in the second, which the second house rules are wallet and Jupiter is like money in abundance. So let's pinpoint the time and this is very easy. She's having her first house ruler, Mars, go through the first with Jupiter and the moon will be joining. So she has incredible opportunity between now till very, very late October, like the 28th or something. And so it will make you popular. It will help expand your circle. If you miss the boat on a promotion or you're not exactly where you want to be by the end of the year, do not worry. The very end of the year slash very, very beginning of 2023, the best thing that can happen to a person in transit is actually happening to Brittany, which is that Jupiter transits your first house for a year. So he's going to be for the majority of next year on her ascendant. This makes, uh, and he's a planet that rules luck. So when he goes over your ascendant, which is your body, your self-image, it can increase your confidence, your network, your earnings. Um, and he rules in her chart. He rules the house of luck. So I, one thing I would consider if I was Brittany is maybe working for the international arm or branch of some kind of company. If you have the opportunity to, like, you know, uh, work remote but for something abroad or be sent abroad, take a little trip, something like that can open the door Mm -hmm. for that so that is pretty much where the luck lies it looks also just in general she looks like a mobile person somebody who can kind of like move around and fit in freely in other things in terms of business i'm not sure if she's self-employed but she does have a pretty good um placement for someone who likes to be their own boss or you know um work independently so even if they do work in a company they like to be left alone generally or they're self-governing they don't she doesn't do well with micromanagement. She will not play well with others if that ever tries to happen. So very, very nice. Okay, so later this year, a little – actually, they're all really good because because of the nature of your ascendant. This is a very nice year for you. I would also like to add that, you know, second half of next year will be better financially Mm-hmm. of your sleep so i'm not sure if you will lose sleep if you'll be tired or if you'll have to move to earn more money but that will be what's given up to make more so if something doesn't seem to be going right as i started off with it's actually all a part of the past sometimes we ask to make more money and then we get like fired and we're like what was that about but it was just it was part of the ruse the cosmic ruse and it can be something quite unexpected or like he's saying international or foreign so if you've never also another thing that's possible for you is um, a very popular option these days is like tech. Mm-hmm. So something to do with, you know, working on your laptop or being in the tech field or I'm not sure what networking through modern means, but that could also help prosper you. So those are my two cents at a glance. Yes, I was actually uh, applying for remote positions now and um I was thinking about starting my own company like right now. Um but just so many ideas, didn't know which one to do. Thank you so much. Sorry to cut you off but we only have a couple seconds left. Thank you so much, Brittany, for your call. Many blessings on your path. Thank you so much, Monica, for being here. And once again, your website is gurugrit.bigcartel.com. Is that correct? Yeah, thank you so um, much to your listeners and for yourself. 
And thank you for being here. Many blessings to everyone listening. Have an awesome uh, week. We'll be back next Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific time for more readings and more exciting insights on everything. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you.